Hi folks, it's I, Adam again, here with another in our series of career progression or career preparation podcasts, if that's what you would like to call them. My guest today is Bill Sims. He is the co-founder of Spitfire Elite, which would be, in a lot of people's minds, an interview prep company, but I think he likes to take it a lot farther than that. It's kind of a career preparation company, and it doesn't really matter what stage of your career you're in, or if you're going from the military to the airlines or something far greater than even the airlines, who knows, maybe like a geologist at SpaceX. You'll find out more as you listen to the podcast. Bill's an old friend of TPN. He's an old friend of mine. We had a wonderful chat about all sorts of things, aviation-related, industry-related, entrepreneurial, all that kind of good stuff. And we get down to some brass tacks with some really usable information for those of you who are in that career transition. We'll talk a little bit about that word, too. How it's one of my pet peeves, but Bill gave me a new perception on how to use it. Excuse me, a new perspective on how to use that looking forward. I really hope you enjoy my conversation with Bill Sims. I know I did. Bill, it's been a... Oh my gosh, a long time since I've seen you. So personally, it's been really, really long, but uh, now at least I get to see you digitally. Um, how the heck are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's great to see you. It's great to, to see what you're doing and, and great to catch up with you. Yeah, it's so it's been a bit. So for those of you, uh, you may have heard a little bit in the intro, but for those of you, Bill and I have a uh, an esteemed history together. Um, <laughs> we did some interview prep and became fast friends talked about all sorts of stuff under the sun about entrepreneurship and how to grow businesses uh, that we had no idea how to even build or uh, take over the world, um, all of which is still coming to fruition. Uh, but Bill has ventured out again uh, because the, the man, as again, you heard before, is uh, trying to squeeze 28 hours into a 24-hour day every day. Uh, so besides what he's done in the past and what he does for his day job, he is an entrepreneur of sorts. How did you, first of all, get into that whole world of not only entrepreneurship, but the parallel industries of aviation, I guess, if you want to call it? You know, I've always had a passion for being an entrepreneur. And I think it, for those of us that are, and I know, I know you are as well, that just never goes away. You can't keep that in the worker barn forever. And I've always been trying to get out. And as a pilot, you know, I love, I love flying airplanes. So I'm passionate about being an entrepreneur. I'm passionate about flying airplanes. So I've always just kind of kept my eyes open wherever I am and look for, for problems to solve via entrepreneurship. So, you know, when I got to American and became a PBS instructor and realized that a lot of people wanted, you know, a concierge service and they didn't want to learn it themselves. I thought, well, there's an idea. And, you know, now, so that's, that's one idea that, that, that went off. And then now, uh, same thing, you and I with interview prep and stuff, it's just, uh, there's, there's a need out there. And if it's either a solution needs to be invented or a solution needs to be improved. And, um, if you monetize something through entrepreneurship, you'll do it more and you'll do a better job. Yeah. Those are all fair, uh, fair assessments of the entrepreneurship guys that we fall under right because i remember when we when we first or when i started tpn by myself for a minute uh it was not a business it was a it was a way to help solve a problem and i think that's like you said how it all starts and i think you and i were big in the problem solving world when we wanted to help others figure out how to be better communicators in the interview process and i think both of us 
I know I did uh, interview prep with Emerald Coast before I went to um, uh, multiple airline interviews, uh, both of which I got. Mm-hmm. And the funny part was, though, is um, I felt like I became a better communicator through that process, like not just to go into a formal interview mm-hmm. kind of deal. It was more when I would talk to my wife, I would listen in a different way. It, now, I don't do that anymore because obviously I'm an idiot. But <laughs> at the time, I felt like I was listening to a question in a much more in-depth way. And I said, man, that's really neat. I wonder how I can help people do that. Did you find, cause how, like, how did you decide that you want to get into the interview preparation game? Because honestly, I mean, I, I had no intent of ever doing that in my lifetime. You know, that wasn't something that ever popped in my head. How did you get in that game? And then how did it kind of form into, you know, the Voltron that it is now for you? <laughs> you know, I, I, it's, it's bizarre. I, um, I've always enjoyed presenting. I and and you know, and I've got friends that absolutely abhor it. So I always felt that I was a little bit audio. I, I enjoy presenting, maybe too much so. Maybe I like hearing myself talk too much. So you feel free to interrupt me and no offense taken, because I know it's a character flaw. <laughs> but but I love presenting and I love helping people. And so when I was going through the airline pilot hiring process, you know, like every other military guy, look, I'll, I'm, I love all these major, they're all like major league baseball teams, man. Any one that I can get on is going to be great. Well, I was the first one in good old Meridian, Mississippi to get three airline interviews right out of the gate. And I had been studying for a year through everything I could get my hands on. I, I, my joke was, man, I feel like I got an MBA in interview preparation, you know, or a major airline transition preparation, because it's so much more than just interview prep. And um, so I, I took that process and brought it back to the squadron where we had 50 guys in our wing trying to get airline jobs, because in 2014, as you know, you know, there hadn't been any hiring for, for years. So I began teaching and began helping. And then, you know, I saw an opportunity to, you know, where we're ran into you to go to go do it as a consultant for, for another company and did that for a number of years. And then, you know, I just, I kind of retired out of that space, but as, as time went on, especially in 2020 with COVID and, you know, we had, uh, you know, the George Floyd situation, you know, and just, I noticed uh, when I say I, both my, my partner and CEO, uh, Tron, uh, Tron Williams, we, we, we've been friends for a while. We got to talk, we noticed, you know what, the market's different. The world is different. And the airline, all the airlines have changed their hiring process. And we just felt that the content that was out there used to be good enough, but it's not anymore. And we need to do better. And uh, so that's what we took off with this concept. In fact, I, I said no when Tron came to me and said, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you, we're building something and we're going to do this. And I was like, okay, let's, let's do it. But, and that's what a, I, I mean, I guess that's what a good CEO will do to you. I, <laughs> Matt and I play that role back and forth all the time of who's going to tell who, what to do, when to do it. And how. To do it. <laughs> yeah. More times it's Matt telling me, but you know, now and again, I like to make myself feel big and bad. Um, yeah. Uh, Billy badass, which occasionally happens. So, right. so you take that, that new kind of perspective on the world and you're right. I mean, definitely there is uh, there is an air of change that's been going around for e- way pre-COVID, I think, um, and in a lot of different ways. And I think one of the cool things is is that there's a marketplace that's now it's beyond large enough to service, well, 
everybody like every i mean there's there there is a, a grocery store full of how to get the transition to the airlines uh started right i mean right books and different companies i mean back in the day it was kit darby and that was it and that's if yeah if that's that was that was the the um the market was cornered the monopoly was there and so now there's a lot of flavors for everybody out there and i think that uh that provides some uniqueness in what you guys are doing so Talk to me a little bit about now we know how spit. So Spitfire leap, that's, that's how this whole thing was formed. Mm -hmm. um, what is the process that you guys are going through? Cause you, you're, you're the new kid on the block. What's the process you're going through and talk me through the little bit of the entrepreneurship role vice, the, what you guys content producing and how you're going to deliver that because that's the that's the other real crazy thing right like we talk about change mm -hmm. all the change that's out there now is it's no longer just a uh you know as as we as we know from is you stand in front of people and do it which i honestly is the my was my favorite way to ever teach interview prep was to be in person with folks but sure. we've got a million different avenues we've got zoom skype we can record stuff and put it online you can have interactive cbt's i mean there's a billion different ways to do this so the 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 two ways I want to uh, kind of break this down is one is the logistics of being an entrepreneur in an aviation parallel industry. And then mm -hmm. how Spitfire is taking is logistically supplying the information that you guys are going to put out uh, to folks. Yeah. From an entrepreneurship uh, perspective, um, man, there is just so much capability via, via zoom and online scheduling tools and automated processes. There's so many off the shelf technologies that can help you. I feel like you and I could do a whole separate line of podcasts on helping pilots become entrepreneurs. It's something I'm super passionate about because especially as COVID taught us, it's great to have a sidekick that you can fall back on. And many, sure. many pilots have the time to do that. So, um, Hopefully I answered your question on, on, on that. But as far as Spitfire, I agree with you. My favorite thing is to, is to be in front of a, of a group, uh, in front of a class and to teach. But, um, but doing that virtually arouse, allows us to reach so many more people. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have taught lectures to people in Afghanistan, to people in Iraq and uh, you know, Asia, various places around the world. And we, we've been able to, I've been able to get the content they need because that's where they are. They've got, maybe they've got a, an, air, an interview coming up. Um, I helped a guy prepare for, um, as a geologist to go interview with SpaceX, to go to uh, talk to Elon Musk personally. And, and as, as they're looking at sourcing their own methane. So, wow. and we did all that virtually because that just allows us to get, to get what them, what they need to help them be the best version of themselves as they go into these, these situations. And that's, that's ultimately our goal. It's kind of our unwritten motto is, is if we can make you the best version of yourself, then, um, you know, that, that, then good things will come. Yeah, for sure. Good things will come. I always thought about when, whenever I, and I still, you know, whenever I help somebody a little bit with some interview stuff or prep or just kind of put them in the right confidence mode, I, I, I tell them, Hey, your, your goal when you get done with all this stuff going into an airline interview or wherever it is, mm -hmm. is um, you should walk into that interview going, I already have this job. They just need to find a training date for me in a uniform. And the reason I tell people that is because that's the confidence I want you to have going in there. It's not about cockiness or arrogance or, or thinking that you're better than somebody else that that's, that's 
quote unquote fighting for the same job as you. It's all about that. When you show that sign of confidence and you show that you're a, you're, you're going to be an ambassador for the company that you're working for, mm -hmm. good things will come to you. Um, when you don't have that confidence and both of us have seen it right in all yeah. this work that we've done, I have never seen somebody who's ill confidence go into an interview and smash it out of the park. Even if they don't tell me they're confident, I can even they'd say they're nervous or scared, whatever. I can still tell when somebody was confident going into an interview and when they weren't. Now I've seen confident people not get interviews, but I've never or, uh, jobs, but I've never seen somebody without confidence get a job. I've never seen it. Um, and th that's what we try to build to be that best person, as you guys say, your unwritten motto for Spitfire. So what makes, this is a very large scale question. What's the unique branding uh, difference of, I shouldn't say branding. What's the unique content difference of, of Spitfire compared to other players out there in the market for, for the, for just for interview prep? I mean, obviously you just said sure. geologist to SpaceX, that's a little different, but uh, what, what's, what's, I mean, what's your big, uh, what's, what's the hook bill? What's the difference? Yeah, well, we built it from the ground up to be able to answer this question. And to be honest with you, I hope we I hope we do a good job because look, it's a very competitive space, and there's some products out there that have served people well for a number of years. But when we looked around, we realized that you know they just don't go deep enough, and and they can do more. So if I unpack that a little bit, so 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 Tron was a was a football player, at TCU D1 athlete, and he brought this. Hey, we need to approach this like professional athletes approach this. Okay. You start off in the film room and you study and you study. So that's the, the content that we teach. So this is our process to our, to our customers. So, so we're going to give you, we're going to treat you like an athlete. This is interviewing is a competitive sport and you need number one, the training, which is the academics and stuff like that, but then you need reps. So we provide, you know, weight room sessions for you to come in and work out with us and, or our, our team. And, and as you practice those, those reps, we, we focus on certain things that are going to make you successful. And this is where the real differences come in. The biggest thing is authenticity. And we teach you, we teach authenticity as opposed to teaching, hey, this is a good answer, or you should say this. And let me, let me give you a perfect example of, of that. Um, you know, FedEx in just about every interview, pilot interview is going to ask you at least one, sometimes two questions regarding fatigue. How do you manage fatigue? And there's a lot of gouge out there and prep services that'll tell you, oh, well, you know, you need to tell them that, hey, I like to stay fit. I like to exercise. I like to eat right and stuff like that. And, and so, so many people go in and say that, and that's not an effective answer. And they're not able to, 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 uh, to score you. It's a nice start. So we come in and say, hey, we're not going to tell you what to say, but let's start with teaching you fatigue and circadian rhythm and what it does. And when you go through, so for people who haven't had this, now I realize most pilots have, but it's a, it's a refresher on that. So let's talk about that. Now let's talk about you, um, Adam, what is your, like, tell me about the last time you went on a night page, you, you were flying at night. And then I'll back that up and be like, how did you change your, your, uh, your sleep schedule? What did you do differently? You like to eat, right? What did you eat? Did you avoid the burger? Did you have the salad? Whatever it is. Tell me about your approach. Tell it a story. Like we're just hanging out in a coffee shop. Yeah. And that coffee shop mentality. And then you can bottle that up and that story only fits you. And here's the test for, for all your listeners out there. If you hear it and if you say an answer to an, any interview question and anybody else can steal that, that answer and it worked for them, then it's not a good answer. 
So if I, I take your, if you get, take your unique, the last time you flew out of, you know, out of Iraq and um, you talked about how you planned for that. I can't take that. Cause I never did that, you know, uh, uh, that version. So yeah. Yeah. Answer your question. Yeah, it's, well, it's funny too. It's uh, uh, and this is a, uh, an all call for everybody out there. If somebody knows uh, or has direct contact with Matt Walker, Andrew Huberman, <laughs> uh, those are two guys from Stanford, both scientists, specifically Matt Walker and sleep. I not only want him on the podcast, but I want him to study our group of people. Can you imagine 25,000 pilots getting studied for fatigue? So that's a totally different uh, concept. I'm really working because uh, human factors and fatigue is one of my uh, bailiwicks being an international guy primarily. Mm -hmm. um, I personally think that there is a world uh, that we can study in pilots who are very different than everybody else, shift workers included. Mm -hmm. um, so it's something I want to look at. But to get back to what you're saying, Sure. Uh, I love the idea of unique storytelling. I've, I've, I've screamed that from the mountaintops since I was doing interview prep. I would force people to look into that. Um, uh, yeah, working out, eating right. Uh, those are uh, that. Those are the same as answers in my book. As I have a uh, strong work ethic and I'm a perfectionist. Those are <laughs> right. same things. And for those of you who think those are good answers, you, you, you're, you're, you're in your uh, infancy of learning how to answer questions correctly, not just in an interview, uh, but to your wife, when she asks you, uh, you said you'd be home at one o'clock from the golf course and it's six. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're learning how to answer truthfully, but with compassion and care. And that's unique to your story. How that will work with your wife is, uh, or significant other is totally different than uh, how that works with an interview panel. So when, when you develop this new, modality for how to approach this stuff i mean you're talking this is like super in depth i mean mm -hmm. this isn't hey yeah like i always said bill when i used to do this stuff uh if i had an answer sheet with the 10 with the 10 questions and the 10 answers for airline interviews i would charge you ten thousand dollars for it and i would right. you say memorize it walk in and if you don't get the job i'll give you your ten thousand and uh and a thousand i'll give you eleven thousand dollars back because for every one person that doesn't have the job, I'm going to get a hundred other people who are going to get it. Unfortunately, that program doesn't work. There is no answer sheet out there like that. Cause if there was one of us would have done it a long time ago and made a lot more money and probably invested in Dogecoin or now Shiba Inu coin and, and made, <laughs> uh, made all made everybody else uh, extre look extremely poor. With that said though, how long did this development process that you and Tron and people that you worked with, because this isn't, it's always, you know, a partnership or a couple of folks, but there's so many other people that come into play here. How long did this take you to develop from, okay, I think we're going to try something different to, okay, we've got, we've got the, the, the 80% solution that we can start with. Let's run. You know, it's, it didn't, uh, it's, it went faster than, than I would have thought, you know, we started at the beginning, you know, beginning of the year. And I'll tell you, we felt like we had some really good content. We just kind of came together basically, and we take this approach to every, every interview, it does airline or not. We basically reverse it. We study the company, study the culture. And that's the most important thing is culture, cultural fit. And that's one of the big emphasis items that we do, do, do we do differently. We're the only company in the space talking cultural fit and why that it matters. And if you, and the reason is that's what all the airlines are talking about. And it goes much deeper than, hey, you know, the old adage of, hey, they just want to see if they can fly with you on a three-day trip, okay? 
I'll tell you, that's just the start. Okay. Cultural fit goes so much more deeper than that. I'm happy to go at nauseum on that if you want, but trying to answer your question. So we, um, so we basically reverse engineer the, the interview process. And when we, when we find out the questions that they're asking, we look at the core competencies they're targeting. We tie those into the core values of the company and just some of the cultural products, um, the culture products that that company puts out. So FedEx has lots of company white letters and lots of things that they put out. You can read about the purple promise. And I say FedEx, we do this for all the airlines, uh, American, Delta, you name it. But FedEx is just a good example where they talk about the purple promise and, and stuff like that. We digest all that. And then we turn that into like a cultural aura of, hey, this is what a good cultural fit at FedEx looks like or at Southwest or at American. So let's reverse engineer um, this process back, back it all the way up. And just so people are, have, we give them essentially cultural training. And sometimes yeah. that's diversity inclusion training. It's, it's FedEx culture, American culture and stuff like that. And it's not in an attempt to, Hey, you should believe this or think this. It's more of a, Hey, if you show up to work and someone who shows up different than you, then um, how is that going to go for us as a company and as a culture? Yeah. And so the more you can share about your multicultural experiences and stuff like that, then the more prepared you are going to be for an interview. I'm not saying that every question consists of that, but that's just kind of one example of how we reverse engineer the, the interview process and then kind of build a course. So we have, you know, academic courses dedicated like specifically to United, for example, mm -hmm. on how to, how to navigate that process. We teach you culture, we teach you, you know, Jeps charts, you know, things that, you know, us military guys never, well, you, you, you might've seen it, but I never saw a no. Jeps chart until I left. Okay. Yeah. We're all DOD charts. So I never, I never saw a Jeps chart, you know, so things, just things like that. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of words. I don't even know if I answered your question there. Oh, you, <laughs> you totally did. You, you started <laughs> off with how long it take you guys. And then you moved into all the the more content-based and logistics side of like, wow, look at all this, look at all this stuff that we're putting together for, for you folks out there. And, and honestly, I look at the approach and it's more of a, um, a whole person, whole, whole, whole person mentality approach, something like that, where it's, mm -hmm. okay, we're not just, this is going to help you in that first phase and the first starting of your career. Yeah. And it's something that you and I've talked about offline and I've talked about with a lot of people is one of the things that we've been trying to do with TPN is move away from that. Hey, I'm going to get you a job from the military to the airlines. That's all TPN's good for. Because I've looked at, okay, what happens for all those people that are in the infancy of, I think aviation would be kind of neat. Or I don't know if aviation is the career path I want to go down, but I want to stay connected to the industry. Or I just want to be a general aviationist. Uh, or aviation, aviationista, whatever. Um, uh -huh. Those, those people who are in that that pre-industry stage, to the fact that there's all of us that are kind of military, professional pilots, uh, corporate, commercial, whatever. Uh, again, what happens after we get that quote-unquote job? Well, it's a you're a pilot. Give it three years, man. You're going to want to do something different. You're going to want to branch out. You're going to want, you're going to, something is going to jazz you up. Maybe not professionally, but maybe there's something else out there. And then what happens at the end of this career arc, you know? And I, the way I looked at it is much like you guys are doing at Spitfire, TPN has tried to start to bridge that gap of being what let's, let's provide that umbrella. Let's provide that bridge all the way across. So you, you can, you can dip into all these different little ponds and check it out and see what's going on, but you can always come back and walk along the bridge the whole time throughout your entire career. 
the way I look at the way you, what you're talking about is in the interview process, it's no longer just, okay, go and, uh, and, and quote unquote, develop my stories. It's, mm-hmm. I'm going to learn how to develop my own story and deliver that message. Because honestly, I, I some of us aren't good at that. I, 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 you and I happen to be talkers. Um, most pilots I know aren't. And most pilots I know want us to shut up. But the one thing that we do deliver is we want to help bring them out of their pilot shell and show that story. Because let's put it this way. Right now, uh, you're going to be, for those of you who are really young and are listening to this, you're competing against a bunch of pilots who are very competitive against you are a little bit older. Um, so you're trying to get in ahead of them so you can get that seniority number and fire off to the end of your career faster than anybody else, blah, 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 blah. You are also the least competitive people out there in the market. So the way that you can bridge that competitive gap is by throwing together the most personalized and authentic you into that interview. And there's a lot more to that. And, and Bill is, is going to be gracious enough to join us in the future with some, uh, some more directed impact. Uh, items that don't have me blabbering on that just have Bill delivering some messages. Hopefully we get that to you guys soon, but I wanted to get in a couple other things that Spitfire is. Do you mind if I jump in and talk to that young kid that you just mentioned right there? Yeah. Let's call him. Let's let's call him Johnny. Cause (laughs) I know a guy. (laughs) So, okay. So, so young, sorry. So, so Johnny, Johnny knows that he's competing with a guy that's 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 out of the F-15 weapon, weapon school or a Top Gun instructor, right? But let me let me give a, a warning for the Top Gun instructor and let me give some encouragement to Johnny. Okay, their the use the teaching used to be go in an interview and tell them that you're a solid pilot and about all this good stuff that you've done. And I'm telling you, you that doesn't matter anymore. You're all solid pilots, or you wouldn't be in the interview. So if you've got the ATP mins, if you're an Endeavor captain or an Envoy captain, or even a first officer, and you're in that interview, you're already a solid pilot. Okay. You're good. They've, they've, they've scrubbed your background. So I say that as encouragement, but so what gets you the job now, the playing field's been equal. You're now equal with the top gun instructor in terms of aviation, you know, skills required for the job. Well, guess what? I've seen Johnny get the job over Top Gun instructor multiple times because Johnny was a Czech airman. Johnny was a recruiter. John was, you know, um, was just a fantastic cultural fit. His volunteer service was through the roof in terms of the different organizations that he volunteers with. So now the truth is in today's environment, they're both going to get hired. Um, and, and there's room for the airline wants to hire both of them. And that's that's the biggest thing that airlines want is when I say diversity, I don't mean, you know, black, white, yellow, brown. I mean, diversity of thought. Yeah. They want the the diversity of the civilian 121 captain with different backgrounds, likewise, the military guys. So, so they want to they want everybody. So that's kind of one of the videos on our website we'll talk about is like, hey, your uniqueness is actually your strength. Don't feel like you need to fit in the mold of all these other people yep. that are so, you know, whether you raised on a farm or whatever it is that you do or you're passionate about, that's what makes you unique. So if you're passionate about saving stray cats in Miami or something like that, and you've built an organization doing that, hey, that's not where my passion is, but I respect you and your passion and you've done some great work with it. Um, you know what? We probably, um, and you're, you know, you're a good pilot too. Let's, let's, I think you'd be a great fit around here. And I think Johnny, uh, Johnny needs to hear that. Maybe I'll also boost him up just a hair. Uh, okay. 
He doesn't have to start saving cats on the streets. Of no, Miami, he, no, he, I, he, I, I don't think he will, but if he does, I'll let him know uh, that okay. he doesn't have to do that. Uh, part well, of the story. Yeah. It's just part of, it's just part of your story, man. Uh, I think the next, the next piece of this is I want to, I want to ask a few other. So I think it's interesting that you helped a geologist talk to Elon Musk to get a job at SpaceX for methane, for their own methane extraction. I find uh-huh. that to be uh, beyond fascinating. I probably could do a whole podcast on that, but it, that has nothing to do with why people are listening. If they want to hear more of that, maybe we can talk at a different phase, but you, you have to somehow reach out to me or uh, yeah. a community group and contact me directly. And then we'll, we'll go from there. Um, yeah. But the but best that, part uh, is he turned it down. <laughs> Yeah, you want because he wanted to become an airline pilot. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> all so, right. Yeah. So I think okay. Um so obviously you're not just helping military guys. I you know, I and and you and I have talked about this before. The word transition drives me nuts because it makes me think that it's like uh given, not earned. Like uh-huh. hey, you know, I'm transitioning from Good um, yeah, it, it, I've always felt like that uh, because you do have to earn the job. You have to earn any job that you're going to you're going to interview for, in, in my opinion. So, OK, um, like I'm going to transition from the military to civilian only life. OK, that's going to happen. Um, right. I'm going to retire. I, I have done all my earning of my retirement, but I there is a day where I'm no longer going to be working in the military. And then the next day I'm going to be a civilian. So I have to transition to that life. Um I didn't really do anything though to get there. I, I signed on a dotted line 20 some odd years ago. And then I'm all of a sudden I signed on another line and I'm out. Uh, I didn't go to an interview to become a civilian. I just became one. So there's my, there's my beef on the transition word. Sure. I know it's never going to go away. I know people are going to use it all the time. Uh, it's like my only pet peeve in that whole space. Um, and be careful who you use it around. If you use it around me, I'm not going to get pissed at you. I, I don't care that much. <laughs> I just want to bring up. Anyways, you know, that's a new perspective because I actually do use that word, but it's I know a totally you do different perspective. And, yeah. and, uh, and I, I, I like, I, I take that on board and it, gladly it's, explain it's, mine. Yeah, it's a perspective. It's a perspective shift. I, we, I mean, the last time we spoke about this was like eight years ago, I think, or so, yeah. something <laughs> like that. So, um, okay. But back to this geology dude and all that, you guys are in a few other pieces of that world it's not just a communication uh instructional course for folks if you want to call it in the broadest terms it's not just interview prep you know whatever you guys are doing a lot more than that at spitfire what else are you guys getting dabbling into it's so funny that you said that you just went on there your soapbox about transition because i i hate the word interview prep because i feel like that's so shallow in terms of what you need and what we do mm-hmm. instead i say we're a transition company <laughs> we <have to laughs> transition to uh now what i mean by that is like you know for example um we've got some uh, some friends that that have advised us over at fedex and they have said hey you know Military guys struggle at, at this. And so we sought to build a course and we're building it now, actually, which is just a mili- you know, and it's, it's mainly the fighter pilot community. That's like, there's just so much they haven't been exposed to. So gotcha. we we're teaching a fighter pilot transition to 121, you know, kind of bridge course, you know, so we are most of our competition stops at once you get hired, my job is done. We're not done until you successfully get through training. And that's what we're trying to emphasize. So 
when it comes, yes, our training will prepare you for the interview. Trust me, that's, that's, that's why you come to us. I am no stranger to that. But I don't feel like I'm doing you a good service if I just stop at that. If I can make set you up for success to get through MD11 training or, uh, or 737 training. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to teach a systems course. But there's things that you show up. Like, like I'll be the perfect example. I drove my instructor nuts when I got hired at American. He's like, all right, Bill. And we were kind of reaching out ahead. We were kind of early on. Uh, we got some free sim time. And my ground school instructor's like, all right, Bill, I'm going to set you up for the RNAV. And I go... I don't know what that is. It's a GPS approach, right? Like in a Hornet, all I ever had was the tack end. So I don't want that to happen to anybody else either. So the courses that we're teaching help with that. Now I need a new word. I can't say transition. But so we, so that's kind of how we take it deeper than just, so my perspective is interview prep to me is too shallow. Um, we will do that. And same thing with, uh, we teach a course called flight deck leadership and that's a, that's a robust course that involves um, academics and involves uh, partial task trainer webinars where we, we break it down into little pieces of good flight deck leadership. And then we put you through a final dedicated one-on-one -on -one flight deck leadership event. And our instructor, uh, his name is Dan. He's phenomenal. He, he is so tough. If you make it through him, you will get hired at any airline that does any um, situation-based interview with Southwest, FedEx, Frontier, we're, we're, we're doing from. And our process is unique to us. We don't mirror any of those airlines. We do our own process. Our, we, don't, we don't steal theirs or copy theirs. And um, we've seen, we've been, our guys have been the first up on a brand new scenario at, a different, at an airline. And they did really, really well on it because of this process that, that we put you through. So we teach flight deck leadership from the ground up. And again, part of that was that transition mindset in mind was that so when the when the single seat fighter guy comes through or the young, you know, maybe the corporate airline guy comes through and they just do things differently, not corporate airline, but yeah, the corporate pilot comes through, you know, hey, this is flight deck leadership from 121. Because when you think about it, what is, you know, airlines that, that, that do this in their interview, they're just testing you on your flight deck leadership. Well, let's teach you a course. We're not teaching the test. Let's teach you a course with foundations and pillars of good of good ideas. And then we can release you out in the world and you can have them. So our course is far more deeper, more robust than that. So to answer your question, we're, we're doing flight deck leadership. Um, we're teaching the, the um, you know, authenticity and uh, in terms of um, answering, you know, answering questions, the reps approach and uh, competitive interviewing is a competitive sport. And then of course we, we uh, opened up a uh, application review uh, program and that was a whole nother challenge of, I'm not going to go into this space and be mediocre uh, here. You know, there's some good, there's some people doing good work in this space. So how do we be better than everyone else and provide a better service? Cause cause we're only going to go into something if we can, we can do that. And so we went to we went to American and we went to FedEx and we and we went to interviewers that we know and we said, hey, we need some time with you and tell us, you know, help us build, advise us on how to build a program, you know, errors, judgments, things that you see, you know, and we basically came away with this approach that, you know, application review is military guys tend to make the mistake that it, it's procedural based. Hey, this question needs this answer, only this answer acceptable. And a lot of times applications, there's some procedure stuff, but it's more of like, a, it's more of art than anything else. Kind of like your dissertation. You can put whatever you want in there, but you better be able to defend it if I ask you questions. And you better be able to show me um, a consistent line of being conservative 
And, um, and I see conservative with your answers, your flight time and stuff like that. You're not reaching or stretching, you know, examples or truth because a trend of that can be damaging. So, um, so anyway, and then we built a, a, a team around it. We got, uh, we got three guys now on our, on our application review team that are trained, you know, kind of indirectly. This obviously isn't an official partnership with airlines, but we're indirectly trained by uh, different interviews at different airlines. And we think we've put together the best program out there. So, um, and then the other, the other thing we're doing is, um, is we've got a certified Hogan coach now that if you want to do the Hogan test, we're only going to do it if it's the actual Hogan test given debriefed by an actual Hogan certified person. Wow. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I am, I'm impressed, man. And I'm impressed that your guys are putting together something that's a little bit different from the rest of the community out there and trying to evolve with what's happening uh, in, in just the way that all employers are looking at high level, high paid jobs in the future, especially in the airline community, people have to, yeah, one of the things that I tell a lot of military guys is remember when you leave the military, whether you're a, a general or a second lieutenant, but you have wings, you're a rated aviator, mm -hmm. you're going to hire at an, you're going, you get hired at an airline. You no longer are management. You are a worker. You are a, you are essentially a blue collar with a white collar job. Uh, uh, that that's, kind of a, a way to look at it so you keep your ego in check or whatever you want to however you want to do that and one of the things that i try to iterate to them is when you're going down this road you you have a very very lucrative career uh, afforded to you if you do all the if you if you if you meet all the right wickets all the right gates however the checklist has changed uh, it used to be do this, check off the box, do this, check off the box. It, it, it's very militaristic that way. Uh, study for the test, take the test, ram dump the information. Those days are changing. Um, and it's because of the way the culture of the airlines have, have shifted. It's the way hiring practices have changed. It's the people who are in charge. They've just changed. It's not the same old guard. There's many different moving parts. And it's nice to see that there are uh, that there's a company out there like Spitfire Leap that's changing with the time, or I shouldn't say changing is 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 growing with that ever changing pace. And the way that you operate, having known you for as long as I have, is that evolution will be constant. Sure, there will be there will be new perspective and new ideas that come out of Spitfire Leap, not just for your your transition to the airlines, but all of the things that may uh, come up in your career. So I look for great things from not only uh, you personally, but also Spitfire Elite. If I was a, uh, a new guy uh, trying to go down this road, or I'm a dude who's already at an airline that wants to keep tabs on what you guys are doing, how do I, how do I go about doing something like that? Yeah. So the uh, first place would be our website, uh, spitfireelite.com. And, you know, you can engage with us there. There's a, there's a, a field there or anyone's welcome to uh, email me directly. It's bill at spitfireelite.com. So easy peasy folks, spitfireelite.com or bill at spitfireelite.com for a quick email. And as they grow, you'll see way more stuff that's uh, put out there for you. And hopefully uh, we'll have some stuff coming through TPN's way if uh, if we can make that all work out with Bill. Bill, thank you for joining us. Maybe one day we can get Tron on here for a different perspective from uh, sure. from the way 
it looks from the uh, from the CEOs from the big seat in the house. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he would love to do it. Yeah. Final final thoughts, Bill, anything that you want to add going away, fly, flying off into the sunset today to, to all the great uh, TPM listeners out there? Sure. You know, I, I'm assuming most of your listeners are in the hunt for, for an airline job. And I just, you know, w- one of the things I'd, I'd like to, uh, some, some free advice that I teach everybody is that understand that no interview is the same. They're, they're, you're, you're actually quite stereotyped before you even walk in there. When I say stereotype that, I mean like, hey, are you a, are you a retired, you know, uh, commander in the military or are you a young, you know, um, you know, perhaps a, a young military pilot or a young regional pilot, either case they're, they're, they're testing you or looking at different, you know, different types of, uh, core competencies. So for example, the senior military guy is going to be, Hey, that guy knows how to be a captain. He's good at decision-making. Let's kind of stress the soft skills in this interview. Whereas the young guy, we might be testing, Hey, is this guy ready to be, or is this girl ready to be a captain? And let's go into the decision-making and judgment types of stuff like that. So anyway, I just, uh, I felt like that was really helpful to a lot of our customers. They've given the feedback. I want, I want everyone to have that and, and to be able to to uh, be able to sort through that as they, that can changes the, 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 the dynamic of which they view this, this, this road. Wow. Tidbits of gold folks. Remember <laughs> spitfireelite.com bill at spitfireelite.com. That's how you're going to get in touch with them. If you need to get in touch with Matt or I, uh, because you want, you're interested in the podcast correspondent role. Uh, you want different new content on the podcast or within the whole world of TPN. You can reach us at, Hey guys at the pilotnetwork.com. Uh, always listening, always aware. And if you want to find a way to support the pilot network to keep the airship afloat, or you're interested in some of the content that we're putting, putting out in our premium community. And with uh, this is dating this podcast, which I say regularly uh, for those of you who may or may not have experienced the Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp massive outage of 2021, uh, to avoid having that issue where we lose everybody and we no longer have the pilot network on Facebook, come over to our premium site, community.thepilotnetwork.com. Uh, it's easier. Just go to thepilotnetwork.com. You can sign up from there. And the beauty part of that is uh, there's a three free day trial. You just come on, check out, read all the articles you can in three days and then go on your merry way. Or stay, support the pilot network and uh, continue to generate good things for the future for all of us so we can keep growing the network and uh, take over the universe of aviation. So Bill, again, thanks for joining us today. And uh, I hope that uh, people get a lot out of this and the future of Spitfire Elite. And for all of you other folks out there who are listening in TPN land, remember, keep the greasy side down, keep the shiny side sort of up in the air at a minimum and uh, fly safe. Yes, yes. Yeah!